Hello, hello. Welcome back to Stake Your Wealth Live Edition. This is your host, Greg and Mary Daphne. Um, and what we do in these lives is we go into more depth on the lesson that we released this week. That's right. And it was a great lesson. I learned a lot. Thank you. From it. Yeah. Uh, this lesson was part one of a series we're doing on credit cards. Yeah. Because uh, we all uh, have credit cards or want credit cards or uh, hate credit cards. Whatever your position is, we all know about credit cards. They're an important part of our lives. And um, so it's worth getting more familiar with them. I think a lot of us use them and don't really understand what it is that's happening behind the scenes when you use a credit card. Um, and that's some of what I try to clarify um, in that video. But there's a lot more to it that I think we can go into today. And, um, you know, we'd also love to hear your thoughts on what are some of the things that you're not clear about. Uh, because, you know, if we don't get to them in the rest of the series, that's that's opportunity for us to expand uh, on those topics. Welcome to Stake Your Wealth, where we tackle all things related to personal finance, financial independence, and smart investments. If building wealth is a priority for you, be sure to click that subscribe button and join our crew at stakeyourwealth.com. So, for sure. For sure. Um, I think one of the uh, most important distinctions that we that we start the video off with is the difference between uh, credit and debit. Yeah. Right? And it, it's interesting because from what I've been reading, younger generations, I believe Gen Z um, and, you know, younger, tend to um, stray away from credit cards. They're, they're more interested in debit cards. Right. And I get why. I was actually super anti-credit for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I hated the idea of being in debt. Right. Right. Remembering to pay off your... I didn't want to have to remember to pay anything off. And they didn't have auto pay necessarily back then. They didn't like have you auto suggested, pay. Yeah, it's yeah. a great suggestion, but I don't remember there being... I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there, you know, there were all these sort of aspects of it. I didn't really understand how it worked. Yeah. It seemed complicated. And I'm like, you know what? Guess what's way simpler? A debit card. Right. Right? Because a debit card is super straightforward. You... Uh, when you swipe, it sends a little uh, check to your bank. If the bank has enough money, it subtracts it from the bank. That's the debit part of debit card. And uh, that's it, you know? Yeah. No paying back. Yeah, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, like, when I was abroad, uh, right after college for a number of years, and you mm -hmm. were abroad at the same time, um, I actually preferred to use a debit card for that same, very same yeah. reason. Because yeah. that way I could keep close eye on my expenses and track them and be very methodical about my purchases and mm -hmm. my purchasing power as well. Um, but again, that's limited, right, to the extent that you have the money in the bank. Um, whereas with the credit card, you have a little bit of a higher purchasing power. You do, and it certainly feels that way. Yeah. But the funny thing is- Which that, can be dangerous. <laughs> right, it is super dangerous. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, okay, yeah, with credit cards, you don't have to pay up front, right? Essentially, as we discussed in the video, um, when you swipe a credit card, it says, uh, here's a purchase I want to make. Uh, your credit card company allows you to make that purchase, and they record it, 
and you basically give them an IOU. Yeah. And so at, uh, at the end of the month, when you pay your bill, you do ultimately have to pay from your bank for whatever it is you bought. You just don't have to do it up front. And that's a convenience in, in the sense that, um, you know, you can hold on to that money for a little longer. And technically, I understand that money now uh, is worth more than money later, but most of us don't really take advantage of that, right? Yeah. With that, that We're not only, putting it to work. Precisely, right? If, if you're not putting that money to work in another way, it was just seeing your bank, there's not really a benefit to, to paying later versus paying now. Yeah. But there is a huge other benefit um, that we discussed in the video uh, that I want to drive home here. Yeah. And this is so important. This is really the reason why I believe people should always use credit cards which is the protection it provides. True. Yeah, so credit cards um, provide a, a very powerful sort of insulating layer between you and uh, the merchant that yeah. you buy from. Yeah, the vendor. Yeah. The vendor, right? Yeah. Um, when you swipe, uh, the vendor has the opportunity, the merchant, uh, that right, let's say you go to a... Um, a hotel. Uh, a hotel, yeah. fine, a hotel. And you swipe your card and, uh, you know, they charge you as usual. They have the opportunity, if there's someone there that's sort of misbehaving, to record your credit card data. Maybe they write it down, maybe they take some kind of magnetic reader on there. But they have the opportunity to actually steal your data. Now, if you use a credit card, that's not that big a deal. Let's say they steal your, your uh, data, they go on a spending spree, and suddenly you look at your credit card bill and there's all these sort of charges that don't belong there. In places you've never been. That you places not you've never been, time. things you would never buy. No big deal, right? Because all you have to do is call up your credit card company and say, hey, look, someone got a hold of my card. Uh, all fraud. these charges are fraudulent. And what they, 99% of the time, they'll just wipe them off your bill and it's like nothing ever happened. That's very different with a debit card. Yeah. When someone gets a hold of your debit card, they basically have direct access to your bank. Right, you can through a debit card, you can go to an ATM and withdraw money. Uh, through a they can deplete your account. They can basically. deplete your account, right? It's crazy. Um, and when they're making purchases, your money is disappearing immediately. There's just just not that same kind of fraud protection. Um, and if your uh, bank has some kind of overdraft policy, mm -hmm. they could actually go past your bank's limit, right. and then you're paying overdraft fees as well. The, the bottom line is, once your money is gone, it's really hard to get it back. Um, with a debit card in particular. So that's why um, this, this credit card is, is such a powerful tool because it provides this, this layer of protection um, that's, that's really nice to have. Uh, and it, it can, it's great when you're traveling, you don't, not necessarily, you, can, you, you don't necessarily trust the various vendors that you're using. Right, right. right? Um, the other nice thing is uh, if, if, if uh, a service that you paid for didn't perform the yes. way you wanted to, um, you can charge it back, right? You can say, hey, uh, these guys didn't deliver what I asked for them to deliver. Yeah. What would you recommend is like a number not to exceed with chargebacks? Well, chargebacks, I actually do them very rarely. If if you're being smart about your purchases in the first yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. You shouldn't uh, have to. You shouldn't have to really that. ever charge but back. But what, what if somebody's doing everything right, but still somehow. Well, it's fine. You can do a chargeback, right? Right. But, but your credit card company, if you start to rack up credit cards, if you if you, if you tell me this person's really unlucky and they just have like. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's the situation. Uh, right. Whatever yeah. the case. Right. Then the, yeah, but the, but the bank might look at that unfavorably. Yeah. Eventually the bank's going to say, hey, uh, 
you've been charging back a bunch of this stuff, and ultimately the bank has to pay for it. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been charging back. Because the vendor back, still has to pay. Or the merchant has to pay for it. Oh, Depends. or the merchant, yeah. There, yeah. there tends to be a negotiation. I think, I think so. I've been on the receiving side, so I know. Yeah. Um, at the company I used to work for, we would get chargebacks, and then we would have to make our case for why they weren't allowed to charge us back. Right? Mm -hmm. These guys would pretend we sold tickets, and so they would say, "Oh, you know, I changed my mind." But they, they or more, more so, they give up. They come up with some, some excuse, excuses. right? Oh, my, you know, uh, my nephew stole my card. Right? They'll make up all these excuses why they didn't <laughs> actually want to make the purchase. Right. Meanwhile, they're in front row tickets of uh, a Taylor Swift concert. Exactly. They've already Instagram yeah. storied the whole thing. And and the tickets were lost. I can't get them back to you. You know, all these things. So we always had to fight the chargebacks. But as a customer, chargebacks are powerful. They're they're a good tool in your toolkit. Yeah. Um, you just want. It's good to be able to know that that's the there's an that's option. It. Right. You don't want to, to use them, yeah. and you definitely don't want to abuse it if if you can avoid it. Um, so that comes down to the the moral compass that we have. I mean, it's same with like the return policy that like Amazon has or Whole Foods has. Very generous, right? Well. It may there is a moral component to it, but at the end of the day, they will cut you off. They know better, so okay, they they have yeah. systems that detect it. So, oh, that's good. for example, if you're using Amazon and you keep returning things or keep saying things go missing, yeah, they'll 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 shut down your account. Right, right. Well, yeah. there you go. So. Yeah, um, but it's there to protect you. That's yeah. that's the point. And but basically, don't abuse it. Is don't what I'm abuse saying. it. And that, that generally is how I can tell you. Like I'm very familiar with my right to charge something back. And I almost it never happen, use it. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I can think of probably two times. Yeah, it's it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's nice to have. Uh, and then, of course, with credit cards, you do get the perks. And unlike a lot of other perks in life, the credit card perks, at least in the U.S., are very real, right? The points that you get, um, the uh, you can get uh, with some of these cars, travel cards in particular, when you rent a car with them. You got automatic free insurance provided by the card. Uh, you often get travel insurance. So if your baggage gets stolen or mm -hmm. your flight gets canceled, mm -hmm. your card protects you against these things. And yeah. debit cards don't offer that. There's even like special cards where you can like, you have access to like international lounges. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The higher up you go, and yeah. often these cards come with fees, um, the more perks you get. Yeah. And uh, for some people, that's a fun thing to sort of see how many perks they can get. And some people actually make good money off of that. Yeah. There's the, I didn't actually, um, I, I, I just know about it, but I don't know that much about it. The points guy. Yep. That's a great website. Um, I think it might have started out as like an email list or um, I can't remember how it started out. But yeah, the points guy um, is, it started certainly as a forum for people to get together and sort of talk about their strategies for maximizing their points on their cards. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a credit card review website because that's how a lot of people make money, right? A lot of financial bloggers, in fact, um, will put up um, promotions for certain credit cards because the credit card companies pay a lot to get new customers, Yeah. right? Um, they have to razzle-dazzle them. Right. And uh, so, so you, you know, if, if I recommend a credit card and put an affiliate link, I might get a kickback for doing that, which is fine. You know, you just want to make sure that if you're doing that, that you're recommending cards that really do work for you. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, that that's 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 nice, and I, I think, you know, if you're trying to figure out whether to use credit or debit, that the biggest decision that you need to make is, um, are you able to handle the payoff process? Right. Oh yeah. Are you able to control your purchases um, such that uh, you don't overspend with the credit card and then have trouble paying it off later? Mm -hmm. 
Um, as long as you can sort of conform to that model and you can control the way you spend and not max out your limit, right? The credit card limit, I almost never get close to my credit card limit. And that yeah. should be the goal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, you get dinged for, for having uh, too much what they call credit utilization. Right. And things like uh, Credit Karma and um, what was the other one? Credit Karma is a fantastic website. It helps keep track of your... Like your point. Not the your utilization. Point. The utilization, that's the word I'm um, looking for. And, and if that ratio, basically, of the credit that's allotted to you, if you use too much of that, um, basically, you get, like, anything above, I think, 20%, mm. you're going to start to get dinged. Honestly, my credit card utilization, I try and keep in the 10% range. Mm -hmm. And if you keep it low like that or even lower, um, you tend to, uh, they reward that. Because it shows, even though I could buy way more. It's responsible spending. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even though I could be, buy way more, I'm not. And that self-control they, they like because it shows you're a reliable buyer. So, yeah, we could keep going. We, we have uh, uh, a few more of these coming out on credit cards. So, um, you know, we won't try and cram it all in this session. But hopefully that was a good primer uh, in sort of the concept of credit versus debit, or at least the advantages of one versus the other. Um, definitely check out the video lesson because yeah, it's wonderful. Um, that really goes into depth on, Very on, comprehensive. on these concepts. Yeah. Yes. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, and if you have any questions, obviously, uh, let us know in the comments. Um, but like I said, we have a few more of these coming out as well. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that as well. That's wonderful. All right. Happy well, wealth staking, everybody. Happy wealth staking. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>